You're listening to The Royally Made, a different kind of podcast helping you grow in power, purpose, and grace. Let's see what it really means to be a royal daughter. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I know a lot of you may be traveling and seeing family and getting ready for the holidays. So I hope all of you are safe and warm. And thank you so much for tuning into the podcast today. Today, I want to just share quickly about something that I think a lot of us deal with and we don't like admitting that we deal with it or that we get stressed about it. And that's about hearing God's voice. And I want to look at it from the perspective of what the Bible has to say about it and just kind of share how, if you're struggling in this area, what the Bible has to say about hearing God's voice and also some ways that you can help prepare your heart and get your heart in a position where you're able to hear the voice of God clearly. So grab your coffee, grab your tea, and join me, grab your Bible, and let's get started. So the first thing that I want to talk about is that you do hear the voice of God. (laughs) And I know you might be thinking, no, that's why I'm listening to this episode. But the Bible makes it very clear that his sheep hear his voice. And it says this in John chapter 10, starting in verse 3. It says, The gatekeeper opens it for him, and the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought all his own outside, he goes ahead of them. The sheep follow him because they know his voice. They will never follow a stranger. Instead, they will run away from him because they don't know the voice of a stranger's. I think this is a really important place to start because too often we think, oh, well, sister so-and-so hears the voice of God or, you know, ministers hear the voice of God or my friend hears God talk to them audibly and I've never heard that before. And it can get to the point where we actually convince ourselves that we don't hear God's voice or maybe you're not a good enough Christian to hear the voice of God or you don't read your Bible enough or you don't pay enough tithes or you're not holy enough to hear God's voice. And that is a lie. That is not true. If you're a Christian, you are his sheep and it says his sheep hear his voice. So it's not so much about trying to hear the voice of God. It's about tuning out all of the distractions so that you can determine what the voice of God is trying to tell you because he's always speaking to you. He is constantly speaking to you because he is God. He is 100% focused on you all of the time. And there's so much he wants to share with you. So it's not a matter of if he's speaking to you or how you're able to hear it. It's a matter of tuning your frequency in, getting rid of the distractions and understanding what it is he is trying to say. So now that we've determined that he is in fact speaking to you at all times and that you can and you do hear his voice, the second thing I want to talk about is that in order to Uh, diminish the distractions and to actually understand what it is he's trying to speak to us is we need to learn to speak his language, right? Because if someone's speaking to you in another language, they're trying to communicate with you and yet you're not able to understand it. And the way that he speaks to us, the language of the spirit is the word of God, right? This is his language right here. And too often we're wanting to speak his language. We're wanting to, um, hear what he's trying to tell us and go, God, tell me what to do. Give me direction. Give me peace. Give me understanding. And yet we're never spending any time in the word. And yet the word 
is his language. And so in order to know what God is trying to speak to you, you need to be putting his words into your heart so that at the right time, the Holy Spirit can bring those words, the right words back to your remembrance. And this happens to people all the time. They'll go, you know, this verse just came up in my spirit or God brought this back to my remembrance. And the reason why the Holy Spirit was able to do that is because they had been putting those words into their heart. And so one of the first things, if you don't feel like you're able to hear God's voice or know where he's leading you, then the first way that you need to build this kind of relationship with God is to actually put his words into your heart. You need to feed on them. You need to be reading the word. Bible apps, devotionals, reading chapters out of the Bible, these are all good things to do. And one of the best ways that you can put this into your heart is to meditate. You know, when I lived in Russia, um, when I was younger, I lived there for about six months and it's amazing how I had traveled around Europe some and, you know, you should learn the languages, but you can kind of travel around Europe and most everyone's going to speak English, right? Especially at that time. It's just restaurants, shops, just everywhere. They're so used to tourists. And then also people are always traveling between countries that for the most part, you can get by just speaking English. You're probably going to find the majority of people do. But when I moved to Russia, as soon as I crossed into Russia, it was a completely different experience. Nothing was in English, absolutely nothing. Not only did everyone speak Russian, but the Russian alphabet is very different from English. So all of the signs everywhere would have the Russian word in the Russian alphabet. And then below that, it would have the Russian word in the English alphabet but it was still all in Russian. So you just had to know Russian. And then on top of that, everyone I encountered only spoke Russian. And thankfully I was with, you know, I had some people I knew, I had a roommate and some people I worked with at a school there who spoke English. So I had people to speak English with me, but if it wasn't any of those people, it was only Russian all the time. And it would be pretty arrogant of me to think, well, if they want to talk to me, then they should just speak English, right? Why don't they speak English? It's like, I was in Russia. (laughs) I was in Russia. I was the one who needed to learn how to speak Russian in order to understand what people are trying to tell me in order to have conversations with people. And while I was there, I tell you, I tried to learn as much Russian as I possibly could. And it wasn't that much, but it got me, it got me through it pretty okay. But that's kind of how people are treating God. They go, God, I want to know what you're saying. I want to know what you're telling me. You know, show me what am I supposed to do with my life? You know, what house am I supposed to buy? What school am I supposed to go to? Who am I supposed to marry? And we're trying to find out what God wants us to do in all these areas of our lives. And yet we're not speaking his language, right? And so he's speaking to us through this all the time. And he's bringing things into your heart, but you don't understand it because you've never put it inside of you. And one of the best ways that you can put the word inside of you and in your heart, get it deep down in you, is to meditate on it. And this is why the Bible apps aren't always the best thing. They're good because you're putting the word in. And I have a Bible app that I do a devotional with every single morning, so I think they're awesome. It gets my mind focused on the word first thing in the morning. But... (laughs) They can't be the only way because you can forget what you read immediately. But when you meditate on the word, it paints a picture in your heart. You know, when I was in Nepal, 
um, we hiked up the Himalayan mountains quite a bit. And we stayed at these guest houses. And this one guest house we stayed at, um, the kitchen was in one little house. And then where we slept was in another house. And so at night after we finished dinner and having tea and everything, we would leave that house, walk outside and go to the other house to sleep. And I remember walking outside and looking up and seeing the stars. There were more stars than I had ever seen in my entire life because we were up higher than I've ever stood in the mountains and close to uh, 15,000 feet, I think. And um, there were no city lights anywhere and it was just a sea of stars, more than I had ever seen. And in that moment, I thought of Abraham. And when God spoke to Abraham about how his descendants would be as numerous as the stars, Abraham must have been standing underneath a sky just like this one. And it probably overwhelmed him to think that God was going to do that through him. And in that moment, the word became alive to me. And that's what meditation is. If we meditate on the word, let it paint a picture in our mind. All you need is one verse. Think about it all day long. Put yourself in their shoes. Let God speak to you through his creation, which he's doing all the time. And when you do that, the word will become alive to you. It will stick with you. It will become yours. And then when the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, he will be able to bring things to your remembrance so much easier because it's a part of you now. It's not just something that you read in a book. The next thing I want to share about hearing God's voice is after you know that you do hear his voice (laughs) and after you're putting the word and meditating on it day and night is to tune out the busyness. Bible says to be still and know that I am God, right? And too often we're trying to look for God in these really big signs. We're trying to look for him to to speak in an audible voice to us, right? I've never had God speak in an audible voice to me. That's just not how he speaks to me. And I don't believe that that's how he speaks to the majority of people. I believe he speaks through his word. He speaks through the still small voice, the peace that rules and reigns in my heart. And so it's really important that you tune out the busyness so that you can understand what he's trying to say to you because God is often way more simple than the busyness that's going on around us, right? And too often we wake up in the morning and the first thing we do is we open up our phones and we scroll on social media. And so now we're in confusion. Now we're in stress. Now we're in comparison and we're going, well, how is she living her life? Well, what is she doing? Well, what are they doing? Or what do they look like? And, and we start to get so confused because we have a million options before us on what we should be doing with our life. And then wonder why we have so much trouble understanding what God is trying to speak to us. In Colossians 3.15, it says, and let the peace of Christ to which you were also called in one body, rule your hearts and be thankful. In other translations, it says, allow him to rule as an umpire. And this is something that Jeff and I have really been growing in and have really seen help us in our lives is every time that something big has happened, that we've really taken a chance on God and it's been good and it's been awesome and he's led us and it's it's been amazing and it's changed our life is because we weren't following a big miraculous sign, but we were following that still small voice. We were following the peace that we had on the inside. God is a spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And so God is not speaking to you mouth to ear, right? He's not speaking you face to face because he's not here in the physical. He's a spirit and he's speaking to your spirit. And as he speaks to your spirit, your spirit is then giving you impressions of, you know, I, th- I feel like God is telling me to do this, or I feel like God is leading me in this direction, or I just, I feel like I have a lot of peace about this decision and not this decision. And that's how God is going to lead you. But if you're constantly distracted by what other people are saying, by what other people are doing, 
by your your own heart and what your options are. Sometimes it's really easy to get distracted and let all these other voices in. And then you have a hard time understanding what your spirit is trying to tell you. And just like Elijah, you know, it wasn't, God wasn't in the wind. God wasn't in the thunder. God wasn't in the storm. He was in the still small voice. And so if you'll quiet yourself and, uh, and just ask yourself what you have peace about, as long as you're pursuing God and you're feeding on his word and you're meditating on him, he will lead you by his peace. And when you do that, you can make a decision based on his peace and he will lead you and he will guide you all the way through. And the last thing that I want to share with you about how to hear God's voice more clearly is, are you willing to actually hear it? (laughs) And I know this one might sound a little strange, but I think there's areas of our life that maybe we don't really want to hear God's voice. Maybe we don't really want to know what he has to say because we believe the answer is going to be no and we want to hear yes. And so we're just a little bit hesitant, but that's not how it works, right? You can't harden your heart to the voice of God in one area and yet hear crystal clear in another area. It doesn't work that way. In Hebrews 4.12, it says, For the word of God is living and effective and sharper than any double-edged sword, penetrating as far as the separation of soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It is able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And this is why I think sometimes we're a little hesitant to hear God's voice and to be completely open to what he wants to say to us in every area of our lives because it shows us the true intentions and thoughts of our heart. And maybe we don't want to change in some areas, right? Maybe we don't want to hear what God has to say. Maybe we don't want to hear him say no when we want to hear yes. I think this happens a lot in who we marry, right? We're usually really open to who God wants us to marry. And then once we find someone that we really, really like and we really want to marry, we go, okay, God, I got it from here. This is the person for me and I don't want to hear no. So I'm not really going to ask you about it anymore. You know, I found that whenever I would date, I would be very open to God of like, who's my husband? I want to, I want to date your way. I want to wait for him. And then I'd start dating a guy and I would kind of stop asking God about it because I didn't want to hear no. And I think I knew the answer was going to be no. And I didn't want to hear that. And so we need to make sure that we truly are open to God and to hearing what he has to say in our lives, no matter how difficult it is, no matter what area it's in, no matter what the answer is, that he is God and we are not. And that to make sure that your heart is a position to ask actually hear what he has to say. In the first Chronicles of Narnia book called The Magician's Nephew, there's a really neat part in the story where Uncle Andrew, who is the grown-up in the story, so you know he's not that great, um, he gets uh, carried off into the new world of Narnia. And this is about the creation of Narnia when Aslan is creating everything before them. And Uncle Andrew is kind of the antagonist in this story. He's the one who actually, you know, helps the white witch or the future white witch. And Aslan is beginning to create everything. And so he starts to open his mouth and sing. And as he's singing, things start being created. Trees and plants and rivers and creatures come forth out of his mouth. And it creates all these wonderful things. And yet Uncle Andrew is having a very different experience than the rest of the children. And so I want to read this bit out of the book, Chronicles of Narnia, for you. It says, when the lion had first begun singing long ago when it was still quite dark, he had realized that the noise was a song and he had disliked the song very much. It made him think and feel things he did not want to think and feel. Then when the sun rose and he saw that the singer was a lion, only a lion, he said to himself, he tried his hardest to make believe that it wasn't singing and never had been singing, only roaring as any lion might in a zoo in our own world. 
Of course it can't really have been singing, he thought. I must have imagined it. I've been letting my nerves get out of order. Who ever heard of a lion singing? And the longer and more beautifully the lion sang, the harder Uncle Andrew tried to make himself believe that he could hear nothing but roaring. Now the trouble about trying to make yourself stupider than you really are is that you very often succeed. Uncle Andrew did. He soon did hear nothing but roaring in Aslan's song. Soon he couldn't have heard anything else even if he had wanted to. And when at last the lion spoke and said, Narnia, awake, he didn't hear any words. He heard only a snarl. This is how so many Christians treat God, just like Uncle Andrew treated Aslan. They don't want to hear, I don't want God to change my life. I don't want to grow in this area. And so we harden our hearts to the voice of God and we refuse and reject his words. And we choose to listen to the distractions of the world in our own flesh versus what God is trying to say. And then we get to a point in our life where it's really hard to hear and it's almost impossible to hear his voice. He's still there. He doesn't give up on us, but you can harden your heart to it. And I just want to encourage you as you're going on this journey to hearing God's voice and and opening up your heart to him and growing your relationship with him, that you open up every area of your heart. Don't leave anything out. Don't leave anything that is not available to God and his words, because When you do that, it hardens your heart to his voice. Keep your heart soft towards him. He wants nothing but good things for you. And the good that he has for you is so much greater than anything that you think you can create in your own strength. And so I just want to encourage you to embrace his voice, embrace what he has to say, let it search all of the dark corners of your heart and know that he's already seen it. He loves you and there's nothing you can do to change that, but his words will bring hope and life and strength into your life if you will let them. I hope that this episode encouraged you. If you enjoyed this video, then be sure and like it to help support this channel. And also be sure and hit the subscribe button if you would like to see more videos from me. Thank you so much for tuning in. And until next time, remember to live your story well.